0: Hello, hello, everyone. It is Steph Lee, founder of Host Agency Reviews, and you are joining me for the Friday 15, which I'm so excited about, where every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time, we answer the industry questions that you have submitted to us. So welcome, welcome. Wonderful to have you here. Happy the weekend is upon us. Let's go ahead and go over some housekeeping. So first of all, we just released our independent travel advisor report, which we will link to in the show notes. Now the independent travel advisor report if you're wondering what that is. So every year we do an annual survey that's really big and we we publish the data for free for everyone. I am not joking when it takes when I say it takes us hundreds of hours to get it prepared and ready for you. So we released the hosted advisor report late last year and now we're doing the independent report. And if you're wondering what the difference is, there are some subtle differences between these two segments, which is why we break them out. So the hosted advisors are with a host agency, the independent advisors have their own accreditation, so they're independently accredited. And there's lots of neat data in the independent report this year, because uh, they they made quite a bit more in income than the hosted advisors, which it's hard to tell exactly when you're looking at data what the story is behind it, but the thought process is perhaps they're recovering quicker from the pandemic than their hosted peers. But with the independent report, what we also found was that segment particularly has a lot more experience under their belt than hosted advisors, and the median age is up a little bit more compared to hosted advisors. But there is 55 pages of goodness for anyone that likes to dive into the data as much as we do at HAR, and we will put a link to it if you're interested um let's see oh we talked about launching our course so we launched our complete guide to starting a travel agency course during host week in january we're still kind of kicking things off so if you are at this point where you're ready to get your agency started and you really want someone that's going to hold you accountable and help you with the paralysis and the perfectionism that comes with starting a big project and and making sure that you have everything you need to go through. Take a look at it. We'll put a link in the comments. It's at courses.hostagencyreviews.com. And then for those of you that are experienced advisors, don't tune out because this course, while you may not be taking it, for those people that are reaching out to you your clients or your friends that say, you have such a cool job, how in the world do you do it? I want to become a travel advisor. If they're actually serious about it, you can send them over a link. Make sure to sign up for our affiliate program. Where you can earn 20 percent if someone that you refer signs up for the course so we'll put that link again in the comments if you're interested in becoming an affiliate scroll all the way down to the bottom in the footer and you'll find the information for the affiliate program and last thing i also mentioned this during our last friday 15 but we are going to be at the las vegas travel agent forum it is march 31st through april 3rd we'll put a link for more information for registration Would love to see you there. It's great for newbies and experienced advisors alike. And I will be hosting a, actually I'll be moderating a panel on host agencies. So please, if you see anyone from the HAR team there, stop by our booth or just stop us in the halls and say hello. Time for questions. Let's get into this. John has our first question. My wife and I are researching establishing a travel company. We want to determine if, a host will meet our needs versus a franchise. And this is from John. So John, we have a great article for you. We'll put the link in the comments. And that is going to be our article on host agency or franchise. It's got a quiz in there that can help you kind of figure out what's going to be important to you. But here's some big picture things that I want you to think about. So first of all, this is going to blow your mind, but franchises can actually be host agencies too. So let me pull up the website really quickly because I think it's good to have a visual. So on the homepage, I'm just going down to the drop down and changing it to, I'm looking for a franchise instead of a host agency. And you'll see there aren't that many ho- or franchises that are available in the travel industry. But if we take a look at one, now remember that a host agency, like the strict definition of it, because there's a lot of models of host agencies, is that it has a bunch of independent contractors using one accreditation number for their agency. And so those, the franchises that follow that host model, but they're still a franchise, we call them a host franchise hybrid. So here on the profile in this metadata underneath where you see like when it was founded, when the last time the profile was updated, et cetera, you'll see that it'll say host franchise hybrid. If that's what the business model is. Now, some of the other things you'll want to pay attention when it comes to franchises is that do you need to use the travel agents or the the franchise's brand? Because essentially, what a franchise is is it's a business in a box. They have already built the brand for you, and they are all set to go. And so, if you look down here on the program details on a franchise site, you will see that. The, are they required to use the franchise brand? And they'll either be a green check mark or a red, like no sign. Um, so that's one thing you'll want to check out. You'll also want to check out the fields in the franchise profiles are a little bit different from the host because there are some different things about them. So one is required to use the franchise brand or not. You can also see that they, um, may have annual fees and they'll have startup fees because one of the main differences that you're going to find between franchises and host agencies and is is not just the fact that they have a brand in a box already but it's the way they take their the way you're paying them. So with a host a traditional host agency model where they're not a franchise, you're taking a commission cut. You might, you know, you, what's average is I would say 80/20. So you get 80%, your host agency gets 20. Now, when we're looking at a franchise, it's a totally different model. Again, it's that brand in the box, um, and they're going to typically take a percentage of your sales, which is different than your commissions. So they'll do it on the gross revenue, um, or they might do it on your gross um, your percentage of your sales or your gross receipts. So make sure to check into that because that's going to to vary quite a bit. It can be low single digits to I've seen it. To where it's low double digits like 9 to 12 percent so there's quite a variation within there and you'll find some of that information within there and when you sign up or you show interest in signing up with the franchise when you're ready to sign up they're going to send you a franchise disclosure agreement um Times franchise disclosure um form and when you get that it's pages and pages of information that they're required by law to tell you And all of that information will be in there. Now, the other thing to check out is they might have some location requirements. Uh, For instance, like Travel Leaders Franchise, they are not a host franchise hybrid. They are one of the oldest franchises out there. And they often require that you have a storefront in order to join their network. They also might have minimum sales requirements for you. So all of that information can be found on the profiles of the franchises when you're taking a look. And let's see, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, is that um, if, let's see, if you're going to do the franchise route, oh, God, I can't think today, oh. If you're going to do the franchise route, the other thing, like we mentioned, to to look at is if you actually are required to use the franchise brand, because they have built up this brand, number one, there's going to be consumer awareness of that brand, and you may or may not be familiar with it, but whether or not you are, they are marketing consumers underneath this brand, and so they want to have that brand integrity out there. So you can't suddenly decide you want to change the different colors that are in their logo or add a little tagline of your own that you think is really cute, uh, they they will not be fans of that. But some agencies do allow you, I'm gonna pull up Travel Eaters uh, because I know for sure they don't require the use of the brand. Um, you can choose to use the franchise brand with Travel leaders or not. With other franchises, you may be required to use the franchise brand and you can't have your own brand at all. So that's something to be aware of. So as you're shopping around for this, um, Just be aware, I think like the big difference between the host and the franchise model is what's important to you, because if you don't want to work on the marketing side, if you don't have a creative side and you'd love a creative team that is going to create all your flyers for you and have everything decked out for you already, the stuff for when you go to trade shows, then a franchise might be a good option for you. Um, And then just keep in mind, looking at those franchise disclosure documents, seeing what's inside there um, and kind of comparing the prices. The other thing, the last thing I want to mention on it is that the pricing for franchises can vary greatly. Some of them, they usually will, the startup costs are around $10,000. And so they're a lot more expensive than host agencies. But if you are coming to them with a book of business, meaning you have already been a travel agent or you're super well-connected within your field and they feel very positively that you will be able to be off and running in no time, They do lower the prices within there, and they often franchises do have discounts for military and veterans, which is, again, also on the profiles. So those are some things to keep in mind. And that is a great segue because our sponsor today, and this honestly was just by default. John just put this question. Oh, no, this isn't John. Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah. John just put this question in, and it happened to be one where our sponsor today is Dream Vacations Advisor. And before I run into their commercial, let me explain really quickly because Dream Vacations is the franchise division of it. So you can actually buy a franchise from them. And Dreams Vacation Advisor is where you come onto their host agency and you join one of their franchises. So let's go ahead and hear from our sponsor today. A big thank you to Dream Vacations Advisor. I love having the support as a franchise owner. What I like most about Dream Vacations is I spend more time with my family and my friends and sometimes I even bring them with me. I love being able to sell vacations without having the pressure of business ownership. One of my favorite parts of this job has been the support that I've gotten not only from my franchise owner but also fellow associates. I love having the flexibility to make my own schedule. Well, thank you again, Dream Vacations Advisor. We'll put a link to their profile in the comments for anyone interested in learning more. Um, and John, thank you for your question. Our next question, so the next two are from Gary. Gary has some great questions. So the first one is, should I get my own e insurance? And ENO is for errors and admissions, if you're not aware. Um, should I get my own ENO insurance or should I use my host agencies if they offer it and use their policy? So this is a wonderful question, Gary, and it's actually, again, perfect timing because just last week um, in our new course, we had a community meeting. We have them every two weeks where we do a live meeting and have special guests on there. And we had an Eno expert come in. So this is very fresh on my mind. Um, so first thing to know is that it's really going to be up to you and your level of comfort. But here are some things to think about. And the most important thing, I think, for you to think about is that when you're using your host agency's policy, they're the ones that are named in the policy. The policy belongs to them. So oftentimes when there's litigation, and er- just so you know, errors and admissions, the name makes it sound like any error and admission that you make, the e policy is going to cover, and that's not the case. We're going to put a link to our article on E&O insurance, which goes very in-depth into it, so make sure to take a look. But the secret is that, it, it doesn't cover everything. There's going to be a deductible like most hosting or like like most insurance policies. But the thing about it is it's really for if someone sues you. That's where it's really going to come in handy. If you forgot to tell someone that they needed a visa to get into a country, well, that was an emissions that's going to cause a lot of money and will be above and beyond the deductible. So you'll probably want to file a claim on that. Um but if there's something where where it really starts to get tricky, gets tricky, and this is what our you know insurance person said, is when it like starts coming to bodily damage, failure to warn warn about things or exp- exposures to different things. That's where the lawsuits can get big and expensive. And oftentimes, when that happens, um, if there was a death or something very unfortunate that happened, they'll name everybody in the lawsuit. So you will be named, your host agency will be named, the resort they. They at, they name, were named. There's a whole bunch of people that I get named. And the thing to think about is if you're on your host e insurance policy, just remember that they are those attorneys that work for the e company are going to be, the client is the host agency and not you. And I think that's a big thing to think about. Um, the other thing I want to mention, and I'm going to turn back on my um, screen share here. So the other thing to mention is on the profiles, if you're not aware, we do have an e insurance metadata field. So it says ENO insurance is included or not. And then you'll know if you need to get your own or if you can go under your host agencies. Now, let me go ahead and turn that off. It's so hard to multitask here. So let's see. I would say the one thing you wanna do is you wanna know what's in your policy. So first of all, if you're gonna use your host agencies, ask for a copy of it, make sure that it explicitly states that it covers ICs. So you're not left hanging in case that for some reason was missed. Um, You want to check the amount that it covers annually, as well as the deductible that you're going to get and kind of weigh the risks on it. Because if there's say a million dollar policy, if they're a larger host agency, they have a million dollar policy, but they have 6,000 advisors, Honestly, chances are very low that that's going to be maxed out, but it is a possibility. And depending on what your level and appetite for risk is, that may not be worth it for you and might just want to get your own. Now, the, the cost of a policy is also dependent on your sales. So if you're a newer advisor or someone that's not booking as much, your your price is going to be pretty low because your your exposure is really low. Um and then let's see, the other thing you'll want to think about, and this is something I learned from this uh ENO insurance company, is that there's generalized ENO insurance and specialized ENO insurance companies. So the generalized ENO insurance policies are you can get them from pretty much any underwriting insurance company. They're going to have a policy for errors and immersion and, om- and omissions because it's essentially um, Professional liability. So it's the same errors and admissions. Nurses will get it, doctors will get it. Anyone that's doing something where they're a professional will have this. And then there's the generalized policies, which cover no matter which corner of the world you're a professional in, it's the same policy. But then there's also specialized ones where they specialize in EO insurance. And if they're specializing in the travel industry, let's say they know the specific and unique needs of what the travel industry is. So for instance, they might have some supplemental coverages for things like host liquor liability. So obviously you're sending people on a cruise or to a resort and they're on vacation, or even if they're at a work event and you're doing conferences, there's a lot of liquor that can be involved with that. Um, And having this host liquor liability will cover if they're saying, oh, the reason this happened is because the person was drinking um, or something along those lines. And then they'll also have things like that you hired an unknown auto coverage. Um, so just specific little things that are very helpful um, for people in our specific corner of the world. So we're going to put a link in to the Eno insurance policy, um, and again, we'll put a link into the courses because uh, it's not just the course. We also have our twice live meetings with our group where we bring in special guests, we answer, we do a Q&A, so where people are struggling and where their pieces aren't connecting for them, we go over them, then we have a library of them that people can go and watch in the past. So it's a really helpful, um, if you like the Friday 15, these are like the Friday 15, except for with guest speakers that are sharing their expertise, and then Q&As um, from a lot of people that are just starting out. And great Q&As, by the way. Um, and you know what, Gary? I did have your third, your other question on here, but we are running out of time. So I'm going to save that for next week. Um, Let me go over, let's see. And Gary's question is on fees, which is really exciting. And how how do you go about charging fees if you're not charging them? And I've got lots of great resources for you next week. So again, a big thanks to our sponsor, Dream Vacations Advisors. We'll put that link in the comments. And then... In the coming weeks, we have Uniglobe is going to be our sponsor next week. Um, And then the following week after that, I am going to take off. That's March 24th. Um, This girl needs some sleep. So I'm going to take that Friday 15 off because we don't have anyone sponsoring or co-hosting that day. And then the following week, March 31st, we'll have Geraldine on, who really helps agencies up their game. She's great at marketing, helping you scale and systematize things. So we'll put a link into Geraldine's site if you have any questions that cover any of that. Geraldine is super fun, very kind-hearted, uh, and tons of experience in the industry. So please, if you have questions, you can go to hostagencyreviews.com slash friday Five, And you can also get your email reminders of the days on Friday. We'll send you an email with the questions that we'll be going over, a link to where to watch it. Um, and we will see you all next Friday. Thanks for joining me.